Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Cody Stoffer. And I'm your other co-host, Simon Villanos. And today we have another edition of Colorado Playmakers Class of 2021. And today we're doing safeties. If you listened last week, we did cornerbacks, and now we're going to do safeties. We decided to divide it up because we're dividing up the tight ends and wide receivers, so we want to try and be even as much as possible on both sides of the ball. So, per custom, we're going to go 5-4, take a break, 3-2, take a break, honorable mentions, and then our number one. But without further ado, we are going to talk about at number five, Aiden Kempen. The safety out of Chatfield High School in Littleton, Colorado. Aiden stands at six foot flat at 175 pounds. So, uh, Simon, if you don't mind, I'd like to start talking about some strengths of Aiden Kempen here. Yeah, go for it, man. So, Aiden Kempen, he has very strong hands in the sense where receivers will have their hands on the ball and he'll just punch it out. He doesn't make a lot of interceptions but he makes some huge pass deflections which are arguably just as good and uh if you look at the down markers you know you see it on third down and long and you know the quarterback throws a perfect dot to the receiver and Aiden is just there in a heartbeat and punches the ball out before they can make a catch so he he's good at making tough deflections he plays pretty physical in that sense in the passing game he plays up in the run very well, and he recognizes run plays. That's why he's been amongst the top tacklers among safeties in the state of Colorado. He's had over 90 in one of the past two seasons, and maybe even both. He's not afraid to get his hands dirty and step up and make plays in the run game. And he's also, um, he, you could see that he makes adjustments and helps out his cornerbacks and linebackers adjust in coverage to what they need to do. And they're primarily cover two schemes, so... Aiden, he's really good at, you know, making sure all of his guys are in place. He steps up and plays in the run, and he's not a bad pass defender either. I also think that, you know, while he's not the best tackler on this list, he's pretty sound. I'll talk a little bit about uh, what he can improve on as far as tackling goes, but he's at least there, and you can rely on Aiden to be your last line of defense and uh, prevent the big home run play from happening. Simon, what were some of your thoughts on Aiden Kempen? Yeah, so he's a very solid uh, defensive player. He's the type of guy that you know you can rely on. He would do his job well, and he would do whatever you ask him uh, to do. So the things that really stood out to me, though, like you said, Cody, he's a really good tackler. Uh, or at least he racks up a lot of tackles, I would say. And so he's good against the run, and he would do his job there. And it's it's rare that someone will break a tackle that he goes for, so that's good. And then... Um, another thing that specifically stood out to me is that he does a really good job in, or I, okay, I don't want to say a really good job, but he does a very solid job in man. There are times where he will be, uh, playing his own, or maybe he's manned up with someone in the slot and he does a good job covering them, takes away space. And, uh, he, he looks like a solid enough cornerback at times, to be honest. And so that versatility is, uh, sorry, that versatility is something that, I'm always looking for just as a defensive uh, kind of guy, defensive coach, just because that means you could run a couple more complicated plays because you know that he's uh, capable to do all those things. So uh, those are a lot of the things that I like in him. Also, he has solid D1 size. He's 6'1", 175. There are some safeties that are either really light or really short. He's he's right in that sweet spot. And, you know, as a D1, that's, that's what you'd like to see. So 
there you go. But Cody, do you mind if I go ahead and talk about his airs of improvement here? Go ahead. Okay. So it drove me crazy that his ball skills aren't great. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. He can't catch. Like, he just can't, you know? I, yeah. He just can't. I'm just going to be honest. Like, there are times where you can literally see the ball going right at him and then he'll drop it. You know, like, I feel like he'll track the ball well and he'll, you know, be in the right position to to make a play. But then it, it ends up just being a deflection because, you know, he can't catch. And so that's kind of a big problem. There are a lot, in my opinion, there are a lot of turnovers that he honestly just left on the field and that's you know you never want that right you want to take advantage of every single play available to you and you want to you know make make offenses pay for making those kind of mistakes and i really do feel like he was putting himself in that position plenty of times he just couldn't finish the play there like i said there are just a lot of plays that should have been interceptions that were literally thrown directly to him and he just bobbled it and so i would say i'd like to see him work just basically just on catching the entire offseason almost like a receiver you know and make sure those hands are solid on the next level i'd like to see him work on catching at different angles there's this really solid uh catching drill that i i saw on tiktok but it's it's a good one though basically what happens is that you're sitting down a quarterback is in a circle or uh, not in a circle he's like i guess 10 or 15 yards away from you it could be closer or farther away and he basically just circles you and throws the football you at you and you gotta catch it from different angles and um he basically has to complete the circle like throwing all around you and so that just works on catching at different angles and i'd like to really see him work on that and you know i made a little note here but you could see why he's a defensive player too so there you go and then one more thing i think he could be a little bit more consistent as a tackler there are times he tackles a little high so you know just remember to tackle though that's a discipline thing that's not the biggest thing and then lastly i'd like to see him work a little bit more on his explosiveness and acceleration a little bit more it could definitely be improved so so there you go but those are the things those are the biggest things that i want aiden to work on here but what about you cody what are some areas of improvement here yeah so i'm going to echo some of the same things that you talked about when you brought up the explosiveness i definitely think that aiden takes false steps when he's pushing forward and it's very apparent because of how often he's coming forward and he comes and flies up the field fast but he could cut off so much time if he quits taking like a second false step before he starts heading forward you could definitely see the delay uh in his back pedal to moving forward so and that that's a thing that you know uh, just do some footwork drills. I would recommend getting a ladder if you don't have one because it just means that you have more control over your movement. So um, definitely look into that. And then also I'd say like if you have like a parachute, um, that's a really good thing for explosiveness because you have to be going a certain amount of speed for the parachute to even work. So uh, definitely look into those as far as equipment goes if you have access to those. I also want to say that, you know, a lot of the time for me when evaluating a safety, I prefer to see a lot more cover one looks, whereas Aiden, I feel like, had a majority of cover two. You know, just speaking from from a pure mathematical standpoint, you have a lot less ground to cover if you're playing cover two than cover one. So, you know, that's a little bit of a concern for me, but uh, not too much. And I'll be bringing up the coverages that all of these guys played in, basically either as a strength or a weakness. So keep your ears out for that. 
And then I also want to say that, you know, while Aiden is a sound tackler and he gets a lot of tackles, he never really lays the wood, which some of these guys on this list, they'll hit someone out of a game. And so I really like that, you know, ability to be an enforcer at that secondary level and make receivers think twice about running post or slot routes, you know, as somebody who sometimes had to think twice about running a post or a slot route against some guys. Um, it definitely doesn't hurt you to try and be a bit, uh, be a bit more physical. So I'd work on some strength stuff as well. And as far as not being able to catch, do some work with the tennis ball too, because it, it focuses more on that hand eye and it's a bit harder to catch because it's smaller. So do some receiver drills with a tennis ball and hopefully that helps because there's so I agree with you, Simon, there's definitely a lot of turnovers that Aiden leaves on the field. So, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, he can be improved. So he's not a bad player. I think he'll be a very solid addition to any football team. I just think there's some filling out to do in a couple of different areas for sure. But uh, do you want to talk Outlook? Yeah, sure. So I'm actually on Aiden's Twitter right now. Uh -huh. uh, and I've been looking through some of his offers. So if you look back to November, it looks like that's when he started first getting uh, racking up offers. So he has Moorhead, Minnesota, Concordia. He has um, Gustavus Adolphus, Adolphus College. I've never heard of that. Sorry if I completely butchered that. Um, but anyways, then he has um, Luther College as well as uh, McPherson, Puget Sound, which uh, Simon and I know somebody who went to Puget Sound for a little bit. Uh, shout out to uh, Aaron. And then um, yeah. Lewis and Clark University. And his most recent one is from Concordia University, Wisconsin. So D2. Yes, D2. Okay. What are I, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. So like I said, he's a solid player and whatnot. But the biggest thing with safeties on the next level is that they just there's got there's a certain level of athleticism that they got to have and Aiden I feel like might just be just below that plus some of the other things he needs to work on as well so that's that's where I'm coming from with that so I think D2 is about right for him I mean you know he could probably walk on at an FCS and do his thing but to be honest scholarships are limited and whatnot so if he does get a full ride from one of those, uh, I would highly suggest to consider those the most first off because it pays off to have a whole education paid off. So there you go. But I, that's about where I see him. You know, he runs a like a four six or four five forty, doesn't he? Listed. That's what it's listed at. And Simon, I was actually going to tell you uh, when we get events going, we're going to have a combine to. Uh... Uh, check out the legitimacy <laughs> of some of these claims but i definitely yeah. will have to agree with you i think that uh d2 is the proper level from aiden and aiden as two as two recently graduated people go you you want to listen to us and, and know that less debt is better um i haven't Always. even started off paying my student debt yet and i'm not looking forward to it so if you have a full ride somewhere i'd say definitely take advantage of that opportunity and continue to play the game you love. I think that you have a very solid skill set, and I think that you could be a great contributor for one of these teams. You know, I think that that will open up more opportunities for you to take scholarship money at D2 level rather than trying to do walk-on at FCS or FBS level. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, the point I was going to make with that 4-6 
that's i i could probably believe it um but he's probably a little slower than that so which is fine i guess you know you could still play on that next level i just think if you're an fbs or fcs you know four five is or four like a real four six is probably the minimum to be honest so there you go that's all i gotta say but he's a very solid player he will do his job i just think he needs to be coached up a little bit more and he'll he'll get there so there you go but um that's really all i gotta say about aiden uh, kempen here yeah same here but uh no best of luck to aiden and um yeah go go ball out at the d2 level and you know there, there's there's some good ones at d2 so without um further ado simon do you want to introduce our number four guy on this list yeah for sure so at number four we got charlie offered all the safety 511 183 uh, pound uh, player from dakota ridge high school he is currently committed to the university of colorado so uh, cody you mind if i go ahead and kick it off with the positives i saw with charlie here go for it cool so i think he's probably one of the best returners on this list in general he's he's a very good returner and he could be a very good special teams guy as well like versatility is always going to be important on the next level and i really do think you could put him out there as a returner or as a gunner and he'll do his job pretty well he also had some snaps at running back he was a big part of that running game or well just in general of that offense over at dakota ridge and so you know that's important to keep in mind as well that adds on to that versatility so so there you go <clears throat> Also with Charlie, uh, I saw a lot of a lot of cover one, cover two. And in my opinion, I think he's a very solid cover guy that makes the right decisions and prevents, most importantly, big plays without a lot of help. Because this is a team that does blitz a lot. They send a lot of guys, and so they do put a lot of players on islands. And I think Charlie does a good job of just preventing big plays, you know, keeping players in front of him, and uh, just just playing very disciplined as a lot of these dakota rich players do you know they have a handful of really good players over there and um this probably isn't the last dakota rich player we'll see on the defensive side of the ball in addition i think you could also put him in the box and he could be very solid against the run you know he'll he's a very solid tackler kind of like aiden here and he'll do his job there as well and then last but not least he's extremely disciplined i kind of mentioned that before and he really doesn't make a lot of like glaring bad mistakes you know like i said he's just very solid stop prevents big plays you know whether it's him just switching over or um jumping around or whatever like he he makes it happen and he allows dakota ridge to you know blitz and uh, throw as many guys up front <laughs> as they can and then he'll take care of the rest receiver wise and so he's a very reliable uh defensive player safety over there at dakota ridge but cody what are some positives for uh, charlie offerdahl here yeah so i had a lot of fun watching uh charlie's film and i think that versatility is super important to his game he's obviously an athlete uh you could tell that dakota ridge tried to get the ball in his hands as much as possible and I'm pretty sure his usage percentage was probably amongst the highest on the whole team. I also want to say that as far as versatility goes, on the back end, he's super versatile. You already talked about it. You know, he plays in the box. He can blitz. Um, he's also able to step up and make it look like he's blitzing before dropping back, back into cover three or cover one or cover two. He plays a lot of looks. I also think that he's a very solid man coverage safety. I wouldn't be afraid to put him in the slot 
and Simon, I'm pretty sure you saw this play. He was matched up on one of the Heritage tight ends on the goal line, and he made a pass breakup. I um, saw. So that kind of blew my like, and you guys will know once we start talking about tight ends. I think that'll be the next episode. Um, th- there's some dang good tight ends. So for Charlie to have a pass deflection in the red zone against these monsters um, at the tight end position who are all like over six foot three, over 200 pounds is really impressive. Charlie's not afraid to take on any challenge whatsoever. He's not afraid to ex- uh, succeed at it as well. I think that he's great at high pointing footballs. He's definitely, he definitely has some better hands than Aiden, but, and, and he makes plays. I also think that he doesn't get cut up, uh, caught up in run blocks and he takes some pretty decent angles. Overall, I'd say Charlie Offerdahl is a very solid safety. You can't really go wrong with it. You know, this past year in a shortened season, he had five interceptions, four pass deflections and a fumble recovery. He definitely, he doesn't make as many tackles as uh, Aiden does, but also at the same time, Dakota Ridge likes to make plays in the backfield in the run game, but that doesn't mean that Charlie can't do it. So, I mean, you mind if I talk a little bit about some of the areas of improvement for Charlie here? Yeah, go for it. So, while while I say he doesn't really get caught up in run blocks, I think that he can get pushed off course pretty easily. Just, just a shove, and I think that, you know, he kind of like, almost flies through uh if a bigger player does get their hands on him and so that is a bit of a concern it says on his huddle 511 183 but i'm gonna be honest he looks closer to maybe 510 or maybe even five foot nine he doesn't look super tall now uh, obviously i could be wrong but you know these uh measurements tend to be a little bit generous sometimes so i wouldn't mind him putting on more weight to be a bit more stout Uh, especially if CU wants to try and use him the same way that Dakota Ridge does and put him in the box more. I definitely think that he needs to put on some more weight for that D1 football. I also think that he tackles pretty high pretty often. So I'd love for him to, you know, work on lowering those hips when making that contact. You can do that in a variety of ways, but I'd say no matter what drills you do, just focus on doing them as low as possible until it becomes habit. I also think that uh, Charlie doesn't have super great makeup speed, and so you'll see him if it's like a prevent defense. He plays way further off the ball than you might see some of these other safeties do, just because I I think that if somebody gets behind him, he's going to have a hard time catching up to him. Simon, what were some things that you saw to recommend to Charlie Offerdahl. Yeah, so I'd have to agree with the weight. The The height's not as big a deal to me. It, it's more so the weight. 183 isn't bad, but I'm not completely sure if he played at 183. So there you go. Uh, even, even if he was 183, to be honest, I'd like to see him put on more weight. If he could get to a solid 200 pounds, I'd feel comfortable with him starting or um, getting more snaps somewhere on CU squad. And that's... Yeah, you know, you're playing in the Pac-12. It's a Power 5 school. You're going to go against plenty of big linemen. And you got to have the weight to, you know, be able to absorb a hit. Maybe not, you know, completely throw a lineman in block shed uh, completely. But, like, be able to not just get thrown off the ball so easily, right? And so I'd like to see him, you know, put on weight, get much stronger. I think that would help him out as well. Also, I don't think he's the hardest hitter. You could, And so that that's where the weight comes in, and it will do him some good to bulk up anyways. So uh, there you go. 
Uh, uh, let me see here. Sorry. I and then last, lastly, I first off, I agree with everything you said. By the way, so just throw that out there. But lastly, I do think he can be a little too conservative at times. Maybe he just doesn't trust his instincts as much as he can, or he just wants to make the safe play. But there are most definitely plays that I'm watching develop, and I'm like, dang man, you could have jumped that a little bit earlier, or if he read that a little bit earlier, or if he trusted trusted his instincts, he could have got a pick or something here. And you know that's not always bad, right? Like someone who's um guess disciplined and all that stuff they'll go far but you do want someone who could do a little bit more as well and make some splash plays and i'd like uh, i'd like to see charlie make uh, a couple more splash plays to be honest and not be as conservative so that's that's kind of the biggest knock there for me he's a reliable player i just think there are times where he could get caught being a little bit too conservative and uh takes his uh takes his foot off the gas pedal just slightly uh, in favor of a pass deflection or you know just making the tackle so there you go but do you want to go ahead and talk about outlook here for charlie he's already committed to cu so yeah, well, I, I was going to say what we were both thinking, I'm assuming, and, and give him that red shirt year yeah. um, to get his weight up and and see if there's any more growth in other areas. And I think that that Division One coaching will help out. CU, even though they got, you know, kind of embarrassed in the, um, what was that, the Alamo Bowl? Um, I don't know. I just knew against, Texas blew y'all out. Well, don't say y'all. Don't say y'all. Oh, you won that Cotton Bowl game. But anyways, okay. um, uh, I know that, you know, e- even though that bowl game didn't go the way that they wanted to, they still had a pretty solid season for as rough as their off season was. Sure. Um, and, and a bunch of turmoil happening. And I think that this is a great class that they have coming in. This would be the class of 2025, 2026, basically, as far as graduating college goes. And so I think that yeah, taking that redshirt year, enjoying the progress that was made because they're going to have a lot of returners because eligibility didn't count this year. So, you know, giving uh, Charlie and, and the rest of those guys that redshirt year and um, bulking them up a little bit would be good. I think that he could be a solid rotational player, maybe his uh, second year in college and maybe a full time starter, depending on his versatility. Like if they feel comfortable with putting him at the slot cornerback position, I think that he gets a lot more playing time a lot sooner. What do you think? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so red shirt for sure. I do also kind of worry. I didn't mention this in areas of improvement because it didn't show up as much. But I do worry about, you know, how he could read more complicated offenses and whatnot. He really didn't go up against crazy, like, complicated pass. As in, sorry. He really didn't go up against crazy, complicated, like, passing schemes, I would say. And those could be a little bit more complicated than the run first kind of mentality that a lot of Colorado teams have here, at least on that side of 4A. I know on this side of 4A, I'm talking this side as in, you know, Colorado Springs kind of area. You know, you have the Pine Creeks and Palmer Ridges who spread it out a little bit more. And, you know, I would have loved to see Dakota Ridge try to figure out how to stop McAllister and whatnot, but you know, it didn't happen. They were a touchdown short. And so I do worry if, you know, I just worry how, how long it might take to 
really study those Pac-12 deep or offenses. It could get super complicated. Almost all of them run the spread, and it could get a little crazy. And so I'd like to see him, you know, do a lot more research there and be in the film room a lot and do his job, you know. And that could take a minute, so I'm not going to blame him if he does take a minute to hit the field. I think he could get out there as a special teamer for sure and prove himself and in that aspect. But mentally, I'd like him to get a little bit better and to take his time uh, as long as possible until he is ready to go. And so I kind of see him maybe as a redshirt sophomore or what redshirt junior type of player. S- maybe starting, I, he could definitely be a good rotational player, but, you know, we'll see. So there you go yeah it sounds like we're kind of on the same page on that and uh i didn't even think about um the possibility of him getting in on special teams which does open up a big door for him he does make some good tackles as a special teamer and i think that his physicality will translate to snaps for him at least in that regard yeah no for sure i agree so you know best of luck to charlie we'll be watching for sure and uh if he's listening out there he's more than welcome to come onto the show so there you go yeah well that does it for our numbers five and four and if you don't remember because i don't know (laughs) something's going on or maybe you're a little distracted number five was aiden kempen out of chatfield high school and charlie offerdahl was number four out of dakota ridge high school both of which are 4a so We'll be switching up the size of school here coming up after the break. All right, what's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast. We're going to continue our top five senior safeties in the state of Colorado. And we're back at it at number three with Sei Oladipo. The safety, 5'11", 175 pound, a safety from Eagle Crest High School. He is a three-star commit to Boise State. And so we're going to switch it up and talk about areas of improvement here. Cody, do you mind if I get it started? Proceed. Okay. So in my opinion, I think he might be a little slow when it comes to diagnosing plays. I think that might be more hesitation than anything, to be honest. And so... It's kind of like the same deal that I said with Charlie. I think he he could be just a little bit too conservative, and I'd like him to, you know, trust his instincts more and make big splash plays at safety. Now, obviously, the safeties, uh, it's it's the safety blanket of the whole defense, and they stop big plays and whatnot. But you know, there are a couple plays on here that I kind of wish he made, and I felt like there are some turnovers he may have left out on the field. So. So there you go. Another thing with uh, say here, he, he gets blocked pretty easily, and that's because he kind of has a smaller frame. Out of everyone on this list, I think his frame is, I want to say is the smallest. He's listed at 5'11", 175. Looks a little skinnier than 175. That looks like a little bit of a stretch, and so... I'd like to see him put on more weight, kind of the same deal with Charlie here. Um, you know, he needs to be able to bulk up and make some bigger hits and uh, be able to absorb hits and do all that stuff. And so I'd like to see him put on some weight for sure. And then I could be a little bit more happier there. I honestly don't think he's 175. So if he could at least get up to 185 for 190, I could be pretty happy with that. Um, also, while talking about uh, his run 
uh, or uh, his ability against the run. He, I don't, he just doesn't take as great angles sometimes, and that does result in him getting blocked. And so that's kind of just like a discipline thing and getting reps and figuring that out. So I'd like to see him take better angles along with putting on weight so that he could be much better against the run. So, so there you go. But those are my main areas of improvement for Sayola Depot. But Cody, what are some things you have to add on here? Yeah, so I'm going to echo the same sentiment that Oladipo, he doesn't play well at all against the run, if I'm going to be completely honest. He leaves a lot to be desired as far as like physicality goes. And I think that that definitely hurts him. And I think it hurt his recruiting a little bit because you want you want your safety once again to kind of be that that blend of everything almost, right? You want your safety to be you know as physical as a linebacker almost and as fast as a cornerback but also being probably the smartest player on the field so that's obviously a tall order but that that's the reality of the position and i think that oladipo doesn't check the boxes as far as playing in the box and playing against the run game if somebody gets their hands on him he's basically a non-factor in the whole play and he's just not super strong. So I think that strength training, um, both in his legs and arms and like explosiveness where, you know, he's not letting the block come to him. He's putting it to the blocker would be what I would want to see from this offseason from Oladipo. And, and that way he can contribute a bit more in the run game. And then, like you said, working on angles, it, it sounds like really elementary, but it's incredibly important from from the position of safety so i i definitely say work do a lot of strength training this offseason um see if boise has anything uh prescribed to you from their strength and conditioning program i definitely think that fully investing into that will make you a much much better football player and uh, don't be afraid to play football you know uh go go lay some wood and uh blow people up so those are those are probably my biggest concerns for oladipo but Simon, if you're done talking about areas of improvement, I definitely am. And I'd love to start talking about all the positives with Oladipo here. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so Oladipo. I had Oladipo rated a little bit higher on my personal list. You guys know that we both make a list. Or if you don't know, this is how it works at Playmakers Corner. I make a list of my top five or six. Simon makes a list of his top five or six. And then we, uh, you know kind of combine them into one list and try and average it out and uh this was one of the harder ones i'd say uh for us two between uh two and three because these are both talented players but uh oladipo is i think his instincts and football iq are super high uh, i agree with simon that he needs to trust his instincts more because he's right a lot of the time so oladipo if you're listening if, if you're listening to this say um you you know where the ball's going you know where the play's going i can tell that you watch film so go get it you know there's no need to wait and i think that part of that comes in the physicality but uh i do want to say that he has super great instincts he blows up screen plays because he knows that the receiver is smaller than him is probably my guess for that he doesn't fall for you know re reverses or play actions he sees right through those a bunch of the time and I love to see that. I like seeing that my safety doesn't fall for, you know, false movement or gets caught up in traffic going the opposite direction of the play. He's always heading to the right side of the field. And I love, love, love that from a safety. <clears throat> I also want to say that 
he bailed out some of his corners that got burnt sometimes. And I think he has incredible recovery speed for a safety. And I think that part of that contributes to, you know, the flexibility that they allow for him at Eagle Crest, where you could see he was playing cover one, he was playing cover two, he's playing cover three. And he's also not a bad man cover either. And I think a huge part of that is that he's super athletic. He definitely plays it off a bit nonchalant. But I, I really like Oladipo. Uh, his football IQ jumps out of the screen. He has incredible instincts that I think he needs to buy into more because they're right a lot of the time. And uh, his recovery speed uh, makes him a great last line of defense. Uh, there's one particular play where, um, you know, he he's going towards the side of the field where it looks like a screen, but he's not all the way up the field yet because you could tell that he thinks something's off. And so you could see like a little bit of the hesitation because he doesn't immediately backpedal that Simon was talking about, but it was a double pass. And, you know, the receiver had a couple of yards on him and he gets back and makes the deflection just in time because he didn't pursue all the way upfield on the fake screen. And so that play is what really kind of blew my mind for, uh, say, Oladipo. Simon, what, what were your thoughts on uh, Oladipo's strengths? Yeah, so I'll have to agree with a lot of the things you said here. In my opinion, uh, he has really good speed to cover the back end of the defense. And to be honest, he'll erase a lot of mistakes. Uh, even when he's wrong, he's right type of thing. <laughs> like even if he covers the wrong thing, he has the speed to get there and still make a play or have a chance to make the play. In addition, I think he has pretty good ball skills and solid hands. Um, I think it's definitely better than charlie's and aiden's i would say and so he is a little bit of a ball hawk there and i think he has great reaction times you know he may be a little bit slower diagnosing some plays but you know his great speed and athleticism along with his reaction times makes more than makes up for it on this level right now and so there's a lot of potential there i also think he's a pretty solid uh returner and could be a good special teamer for sure so yeah, those are a lot of things that I really like about uh, Sayola Depot here. He's definitely more of a cover kind of corner, which is fine. You know, those are still helpful, and those are guys that could most definitely play a little bit of man too, and you could switch off there as well. Um, but you know, he's he's a cover corner. Let's just be honest. So there you go. But do you want to go ahead and talk outlook? He's a three-star guy committed to Boise State, so he's in a pretty good spot right now. If you want me to talk outlook, I'll go ahead and lead the charge on this. I think that, you know, while we recommend a redshirt year to everybody, I do think that uh, Say could get some snaps, maybe not as one of the top two safeties, but in some quarter or dollar looks, I think that his versatility and his instincts gives him the ability to play kind of that safety three kind of role, which we see a lot more um, in football these days, I'd say, than before. And, um... You know, I think that Boise's defensive coordinator is super duper creative, and uh, I think that he could find ways for Oladipo to succeed and thrive sooner rather than later. And they got some other good pieces coming in to Boise. They had a pretty decent um, snatch of Colorado uh, guys, including Caden Dudley. So, you know, I think that Oladipo is going to have chances to play, but I think that he doesn't become a starter until he figures out how to be more physical or play with more of an edge. So I think that he could maybe be a starter like his junior year. I'm not entirely sure what the depth chart looks like, but I think his athleticism and his instincts alone makes it to where, you know, especially in this potential COVID era, depending on how far the vaccine has come by fall, 
that he could see the field potentially. That's what I would say about Oladipo's outlook. I, would I prefer to redshirt him? Of course, and get him a bit more bulkier and kind of get him, coach him up to be a bit more physical. But um, I definitely think that he has enough upside and just raw kind of football ability to put a, put him in in positions where you think it's going to be passed. So he only has to play that cover kind of uh, safety that we just described. Yeah, no, for sure. I completely agree. I think he will have to take a little bit more time to, you know, see consistent snap, consistent snaps out there as a starter, just because I'd like to see him put on more weight and be better up against the run. But because he has really good speed and he's a really good cover guy, I won't doubt that he will probably see some snaps there maybe as soon as after his redshirt freshman year or even as a freshman there uh, you never know those cover guys are really important though and you know you could live with putting them out there for a play or two you know but i think consistently he would have to put on more weight to you know eventually take over that starting spot and whatnot or compete to take over that starting spot and so that'll most definitely be a concern until he gets that figured out but i don't doubt that he could most likely hit the field and contribute right away as a cover guy um but as a you know long time starter or as a i guess a full-time starter i should say it will take a little bit of time so so we'll just have to see there what do you think uh Oladipo's odds are of maybe going to the league or going professional in any sort of way yeah so I think you could go professional for sure I just think he has to put on weight and whatnot and be much better against the run to have a solid or better chance in the NFL Boise State they always put out pretty solid defensive players and even if they're not drafted they get picked up usually and so he's in a good spot over there and they do a good job developing players for sure I would say but yeah it's it's just a kind of a glaring thing for me you know just putting on size and being good against the run because I just don't think he's quite there yet but I think you know he has a pretty solid shot there at the NFL if he can get that weight up but even without that, he could probably be an XFL or CFL guy for sure and contribute as a cornerback or safety, to be honest. So, so yeah. But what do you what do you think about him league-wise? I definitely think he can play professional ball at some rate. Uh, just like you said, based purely off of athleticism. But I think as of right now in his state, he's probably more of a CFL guy than he is an NFL guy, um, if that's being completely fair. Or maybe even, I don't know what the timetable is on the XFL. But I think he could be a cover guy in the XFL. But if he gets some more weight and he does play at least where it looks like he enjoys contact a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Then I think his chances, like if he comes out um, his redshirt freshman year or his sophomore year. And like he knocks some dude like (laughs) from Idaho into Colorado then um then i think that increases his chances of going to the league dramatically (laughs) okay fair enough yeah no i i believe that so i guess we'll just have to see but all right so that's uh number three at number two though our second best safety in the state of colorado it'll have to be bo frailer the 6'2 195 pound uh three-star iowa state commit from pine creek 
high school. And so uh, let's go ahead and start with areas of improvement here because there are a lot of um, big time positives, at least in my opinion. But something that I'd like to see Bo work on a little bit more get in the film room you know become a little bit more disciplined there are times where i feel like he is susceptible to play action and his instincts in my opinion aren't naturally the greatest and so he could do a little bit more to anticipate uh, where the quarterback's gonna throw the ball and bait that a little bit better in my opinion he kind of he plays a little overly aggressive which is fine but you know, I'd, I'd like to see him force some turnovers, which I think he can. It's just, you know, a matter of getting in the film room, knowing what play is coming, and then adjusting to that next level play for sure. So that's something I'd like to see more there. In addition, I kind of mentioned him being a little bit overly aggressive. Uh, he's overly aggressive in another way, which is in man. I feel like in man, there are sometimes he hand fights a little bit too much and tugs a little bit too much. And I think there are a number of plays that should have been flagged for PI. So just, you know, dial it back just slightly and he should be good there. And then I would like to see him just be have, have a little bit more agility i would say in in small distances you know he could probably do a better job opening up his hips and being a little bit more fluid there and so there's a couple ways he could work on that you know whether that's just uh drills when he's backpedaling and then opening up his hips and then you know short distances burst drills type of stuff like that so so there you go but yeah those are the things i'd like to see bo work on here i think most importantly he really needs to hit the film room and just like you know do do some work in there because there are times where i feel like he gets a little bit confused but because he's uber athletic it's gonna bail him out pretty much every time and it could probably still bail him out on that next level i'd just like to see him clean it up clean it up a little bit there but cody what are some uh, errors of improvement for bo here yeah, so I'm going to talk about basically the exact same thing. Uh, Bo definitely needs to hit the film room. Uh, he takes a little too long to read plays. Luckily, like you said, because he's so athletic, he's still able to blow some up. But I definitely think that, you know, that one or two second difference makes, you know, a difference of five to ten yards to a touchdown even on that next level, especially at Iowa State, you know, playing uh, that Big 12 football you, ha you have to be way more disciplined and you have to know what's coming and you're going to get a lot more looks too against some very pass heavy teams in that conference. You, you can't be caught slipping, uh, especially on like play actions. I also think that Bo is super susceptible to double moves from any of the film I watched. It looked like quarterbacks basically let their receivers down because especially on like post routes where the receiver would sell like it out. Bo would attack that very much and then they would beat him inside and they'd get inside leverage on a post route but Bo's athleticism was able to close the ground and the quarterback's skill level against Bo was worse than Big 12 to say the least I also think that uh, one thing that was kind of a red flag for me is like Bo primarily plays in cover 2 and I already expressed my disdain for cover 2 back when talking about Aiden Kempen I think that it's one of the harder ones to evaluate a safety as far as instincts go and the fact that Bo's instincts aren't super elite in a cover 2 is definitely worrisome for me and that's kind of where I'm at with Bo but as Simon mentioned there are plenty of positives and Simon if you want to talk about those positives go ahead yeah sure so 
Uh, there, there are a lot of plays. Specifically, I would say more so on his junior film, just because. I, I mean, I don't know. On his senior film, it just kind of seemed like they're using him a lot more on the offensive side of the ball now, and so he was definitely getting a lot of snaps there. But on his junior film, there's a lot that I like, and not just like straight up plays, but just matchups. Uh, specifically, they were a good handful of plays that he had against Valor Christian, and they had their little five-star running back over there, which I'm going to be honest, after watching some of the highlights, I do kind of question whether he is a true five-star running back, because Bo was taking it to him. I think it's Gavin Sawchuk, that is, and he was stuffing him at the line. There were a couple plays that he showed of him uh, just basically burying him at the goal line and you know taking on the contact and reading him well and you know he both frailer matched up really well against that five-star running back in gavin and he, he gave him some trouble for sure and he was making some big plays at 6 195 i personally i believe that he's there he might even be a little bit bigger and he could definitely uh, hang in there with the best of the playmakers and that's with anyone on the field to be honest because it's so that height and frame and weight is just so versatile plus he just has great speed as you know as you could see when he did match up against uh, that running back from valor in addition you know i do think he has true sub well maybe not sub 4-4 but he, he could run a 4-4 is what i'm trying to say here i think he's listed he listed a 4-4-8 which in my opinion i think he could be even a little bit faster than 4-4-8 because there was a play where he was on the other side of the field and there was a receiver that run a 4-5 about 20 yards away and then Bo tracked him down and tackled him before he could score a touchdown because the other safety was not doing his job there. And so it shows me that Bo is more than capable to hang in there with the best of him. He's a D1 guy for sure. When I talked about athleticism being really important on that next level, and there's most definitely a a bar that you got to be at at least to be there. I think Bo meets that bar, meets that standard for a D1 FBS Power 5 guy and more. And he could be even bigger for Iowa State over there. In addition, I do think he has really good ball skills. He makes some great catches and takes some really good angles for picks, in my opinion. Uses his hands really well. And I think you could attribute some of that to him being a receiver as well. And so you could check out his receiver film. In my opinion, it looks pretty good as well and he he just he just plays the ball well and he'll force turnovers in my opinion he's a splash play kind of guy as a as a cover guy in my opinion he could be even more explosive of a playmaker against the run than he can be against the pass and i say that because he he blows up a lot of plays and it's not like, you know, a conservative kind of tackle. It's usually him just straight up decking a guy and like blasting through linemen and tight ends and lead blockers and getting whoever has the ball because he has a lot of power to him. I think even at 6'2", 195, he has a lot of underrated just raw strength and power that he uses extremely well against the run and also he takes really good angles. So it's not like he has to do more than he really needs to, in my opinion. He's just a hard hitter and a great funda uh, fundamental tackler. And so Bo Frailer, I think, will be a big deal when it comes to Iowa State and their squad. I think they're getting a good one. And to be honest, they're building 
quite a secondary over there with Miles Purchase. I think both of these guys are very underrated prospects, not just in the state, but like nationally. And I think they'll be able to make some big time splash plays over there for Iowa State. But Cody, that, before I go into Outlook a little bit more here, what do you think about Bo Fraley? Well, I think if you don't know Bo, you better find out who he is because he's going to be making plays for Iowa State here in the next few years. Bo, the first things that I wrote down when watching Bo's film is incredibly fast and physical safety who loves contact. And that remained true throughout the entirety of the video uh, of, of his highlights and stuff. Bo is probably the most physical safety in this group and one of the most physical players that we've looked at so far, and that goes O-line, D-line included too. Bo, I wouldn't want to be hit by Bo. Um, he'd leave a mark for quite some time. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that players who've played against him feel the same way. Bo, he does not take a false step when breaking towards the ball. Um, he plants and he launches forward. And, you know, that's something that you don't really expect out of high school football players uh, to be as at least fundamentally and technique-wise sound as Bo is. Uh, whether that's not taking false steps or his stride, um, he has a really good stride too as far as running form goes. And, you know, he plays great in the box whenever given that opportunity. I think Iowa State's going to be able to have some flexibility with Bo's athleticism as far as, you know, being like a safety linebacker type of hybrid. And, uh, you know, if he, if he gets over 200 pounds which I'm pretty sure he will, he could be really dangerous as far as just like an enforcer over the middle. I also want to say that Bo has some really, uh, ironically, uh, Bo has some very good hips and hip movement. He's really fluid when transitioning one direction to another. And that's part of the reason why he was able to recover so well on double moves is because he doesn't take extra steps or lose any speed changing direction or anything like that. And that's part of the reason why he's just such a great athlete in the first place is his movements are so fluid and his footwork is so sound that uh, Bo is definitely ready to tackle that that next level of play. You know, he, he's he's really fun to watch, especially when whenever he gets a full head of steam heading towards a running play and just blowing up the running back. But as far as outlook goes, Simon, if you don't mind me taking the reins on this one, go for it. Yeah, so Bo is somebody who I think could play on special teams day one. I think that his physicality and his athleticism, it's going to be really hard to not put him on the field in one way or another. I think that Bo would benefit from a red shirt, as anyone would. And I think that before he gets some serious playing time on the actual defensive side of the ball, he needs to watch more film and he needs to make some growth. So I think before he gets quality snaps on the defensive end there's gonna be probably a year or two but once he has the hang of the game then i think he's definitely a full-time starter and maybe even a two to three year starter at that depending on how quickly he picks up a defensive playbooks and b reacts to big 12 offenses who are going to be throwing the wall the ball all around the yard and uh you know between like simon said between him and miles purchase there's very bright secondary in the future for Iowa State that I think will produce some pro players. Yeah. Simon. Back to what? you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's 
<laughs> he's he's definitely a talent for sure. I agree that a red shirt year would help him out, especially because there are probably some seniors on there that are in their spot. And so, you know, it'd probably be easier to wait him out anyways. So there you go. But I do think he's a heck of a talent. And after that red shirt year, I could definitely, at the least, I could see him being a, you know, a special teams guy for sure. But I can most definitely see him being someone that you kind of just stick out there in the goal line. Because to be honest, there are there's a good number of safeties that like, oh, okay, I don't want to say a good number. But there's a solid number of safeties that you know that you can't keep out there when it's a goal line situation. Because they're kind of more of a cover guy and they might get, you know, bossed around by uh, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle. Evan Ingram, whoever, or Darren Waller kind of type, and that won't do. But Bo, I think, especially in the Big 12 where they have plenty of receiving tight ends, I the first that comes to mind are the Oklahoma tight ends. They're always really good. You know, I think he's someone that you could stick out there. He could stick one of them, or he could play the run really well from his safety spot. And so I think he could be very useful in a goal line package type of deal as well. But as a long-term starter, for sure, hit the film room. You know, I don't think he'll have to do a lot. If they run cover two, it's basically the same thing he's been doing since high school, you know. But if they run more complicated stuff, which I think they can, and I also think they might want to use him as a linebacker safety type, then he'll have to do some work on that just because, well, coming from a fellow linebacker safety type, it does take a minute to learn. Just not just your position, but, you know, the the schemes of opposing offenses and what they're going to do and then how you're going to manipulate them into into your hand and so it takes a lot of time but i do think the talents are there even if he doesn't quite master some of those more complicated schemes and offenses and patterns i think he'll still be okay and he's someone that you could just throw out there ask him to do a single thing or one or two things and he'll get it done for sure so i really do like Bo as a potential three-year starter but i think he could get snaps as early as his freshman year or whenever he's most available to play to be honest so so there you go but i really like bo frailer here i think he could be a big time talent for iowa state uh he gives them a lot of versatility just like miles purchase does so there you go we'll look forward to watching a lot of iowa state football here in the next couple years hopefully so yeah, but if that's all you got to add on, Cody, if you don't have anything else, um, coming up next, we're going to talk honorable mentions and then our number one safety in the state of Colorado. Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast on this edition of Colorado Playmakers Class of 2021 safeties edition we are going to announce our number one but first as always we have some honorable mentions and uh one of our honorable mentions should be a name that you've heard before it's eli bowman out of uh brighton high school eli was a pretty stellar receiver this year he's super physical and i think that he can find some success playing you know either safety or wide receiver at the next level he definitely just needs to work on some things if any of you are interested in a request episode for Eli Bowman, just DM us or comment on uh, any of our TikToks. And then also we have Jaden Kennis out of uh, Windsor High School. That's right. 
We have Jaden Kennis out of Windsor High School who appeared on some lists and racked up quite a few interceptions. But, um, you know, there just wasn't too much film to put together. And it looks like Jaden's a bit more of a basketball player. So uh, we wish him the best of luck with that. But without further ado, Simon, if you want to introduce our number one safety of the class of 2021 in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. So our number one safety in the state of Colorado uh, out of all the seniors it's Jackson Muma, the 6'1", 180-pound safety from Legend High School. I believe he is uh, committed to, is it Sioux Falls? College? Sioux Falls University. Or University, which is interesting. But we'll talk about that later. No slander to that. Oh, and zero stars as far as we know. Let's go ahead and talk about the areas of improvement. I think I have like three here. So, you know, not a lot, but... Let's let's go ahead and get into that. So I did see him play a lot of cover two, I feel. So, you know, I think he could potentially be a cover one guy. I don't doubt that. But versatility is key. That's just a slight, you know, thing there. And then I did not see him go man against a lot of players. I know that's not really his responsibility. But like I said, versatility is key. I think he can go man. I just didn't see it a lot. Um, I would have like to see more against some uh bigger players well he covered some tight ends didn't he or some of the better ones yeah he covers tight ends and uh wide receiver fives so um not not the not the best competition at wide receiver five you know how that is but yeah uh, he's definitely big enough to cover tight ends and he's physical in coverage as far as man goes yeah no for sure so like i said i don't doubt it i just wonder if he can do it you know so there's that and then and this is real nitpicky here i'll be honest but doesn't always use his hands to pick off balls that's fine just improve it you know extend catch do all that stuff i think there are definitely some plays where we could have picked it off but you didn't quite get there and or maybe you just didn't feel comfortable enough picking off the ball at the angle it was coming at so you know that could be improved slightly and then I think the last thing is that he could be a little overly aggressive when tackling, but he just needs to remember to consistently stay low. I think he's a great tackler all around, but this is just a real, uh, honestly, it's just a nitpick. So there you go. But Cody, what about you? Yeah, if I had to nitpick, he definitely doesn't use his hands as much as he should when playing the ball. But I mean... I don't know. Um, yeah, he does play cover two a little bit more, but I did see some film where he did other types of coverages uh, pretty right. well. Yeah, it's really hard to uh, nitpick Jackson. The, I guess I guess the only nitpick I'd have is I don't know what we're not seeing, if that's fair. Sure. And, and why he's at um, Sioux Falls, uh, or I should say University of Sioux Falls in, I think it's North Dakota. So... Or, okay. or it, it's it's in one of the Dakotas. I I just I guess I just don't see why our number one safety is at a D two school. So if anyone knows the answer to that, uh, just let me know. But um, fair enough. If well, that Cody, does it for go ahead. <laughs> our our weaknesses, I'd love to talk about his strengths. Yeah, Cody, go ahead. Why don't you tell us why he is our number one safety though? So it's not just like we're, <laughs> you know, go ahead. Yeah, we're not talking out of our butts here. We watched quite a bit of film on Jackson Muma, and I loved every second of it. Jackson, I would I would want to say like fundamentally and intense wise is 
you know, he's right there with a bow as far as, be, as far as being one of the best hitters of this group of safeties. And, you know, as far as any prospects that we've looked at, but also he has a lot of the same instincts and uh, football IQ that Oladipo has. So, you know, he's kind of like the best of both worlds of our number two and three guys here on this list. He doesn't fall for play fakes. He high points the ball when he does use his hands to intercept it. So it's weird because if it's just like thrown directly to him, he catches it with his chest, but he can get up there. And, uh, you know, with his size, he he elevates pretty high. I'm not exactly sure what his vertical is, but I know he's no slouch and he's picked off against some of the better teams in the state. And, you know, I think talking about how important he is to his, I mean, okay, he racked up seven interceptions in five games this year uh regular season games yeah so um there's there's a little bit of inconsistency with his workload but you know you could also tell that his football iq is really high because of the thumping that you know fairview high school got which we've talked about fairview quite a few times on our wide receivers and quarterbacks list and you know jackson being the leader of this legend defense helped lead to a 56 to 35 win over one of the most explosive offenses in the state. So for him to create that environment where everyone can succeed, and he's also a tackling machine. I know that they feel fine putting Jackson in the box and letting him blitz sometimes. He's really good at disguising the blitz. He's super fast. He has makeup speed for sure. Uh, Maybe not the fastest safety, but fast enough to play safety, if that makes sense. He's right up there uh, with our other top two guys. And I think that... He plays well in cover one. He plays well in cover two, even cover three and cover four. He's really smart on knowing when he can leave his own and um, helping out his teammates that may be struggling. So that that's why Jackson is the number one safety in the state of Colorado for me is because he does everything super well. And he just doesn't have he doesn't do some things bad, I guess, is the best way to describe it. He's he's just the best overall uh, safety as far as checking off the most boxes. Sure. Simon, what, what are your thoughts on that analysis of Jackson Muma? Out of yeah, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I am surprised. I'm surprised that he's going to Sioux Hills or the University of Sioux. Is it Sioux Hills? Am I saying that right? Sioux Falls. Sorry, Sioux Falls. I was like, that's it's not Sioux Hills. Yeah, I... <laughs> if the fact that we I'm can't sorry. remember the school... <clears throat> doesn't tell you that uh jackson muma is being undersold then i don't know what does yeah he's a power five guy for sure and i think the thing i really like about him is that uh, you know you'll you'll see a pattern here (laughs) in the kind of defensive football coach i am but he's just super aggressive and physical in my opinion i think he's a bit more physical than Bo, even though he weighs less and is smaller and all that but i just think like there's he, he has a talent how should i explain this here let me let me backtrack a little bit he has a very unique talent i would say when he pops a player whether it's a receiver going up for a catch or a running back or whatever he takes that right angle you know what i'm saying he takes the 
just perfect angle that you need to take to pop a person and to inflict as much <laughs> damage and you know hurt as possible i know this because i was that kind of player you know when you're a safety and you see a receiver coming out the middle they you know there's it, it flashes in front of you and you see the angle you know where they're exposed just slightly it, whether it's like you know a rib that's exposed or you know a chest or something and they're going up for the catch and you just pop them and not just throw a shoulder into them but you like <laughs> uh, fundamentally tackle them and hit them as hard as you could just so that it jars the ball out or <clears throat> you know it forces them to make a a physical play back by absorbing the blow while making the play on the ball as well and so jackson inflicts a lot of pain and he's just very surgical with that kind of hitting and he does it consistently you know he in my opinion he he he's the most consistent at just hitting someone and making that tackle count or making that hit count because there are a lot of guys who hit somebody Oh my god, it, it happens especially among cornerbacks. It drives me crazy. But they'll hit somebody and they don't quite get the angle and they kind of just throw a shoulder in there and it ends up being a dud of a hit. And it's not that big of a hit. With Jackson, it's different. It's a consistent thing with him. And it's really fun to see because it's surgical. And so that's what I love to see out of a safety. Someone who could erase a lot of mistakes in the pass and in the run. Also, and you know valor they they might hate me but i have to bring it up again because it happened again this year on his senior film he does play the run pretty well and i could say that because there are a couple plays not one but more than one where he stuck gavin sawchuck that five-star running back from valor christian once again uh stuffing him at the goal line and doing that over and over again and there wasn't a lot of plays where gavin like fell forward like it was mostly jackson just being a downhill tackler and taking him out and that happened a lot in my opinion um obviously valor still eventually beat them but those are some plays that stood out to me because of the level of talent there you know it's gonna be there and then, then you know you mentioned this already cody but he has great hands he'll look some interceptions in which is interesting and then his speed it's it's good enough it allows him to cover the football field and kind of be an outfielder kind of safety as well and be a very very good cover safety if there's a slightly inaccurate though anywhere in his area he will pick it off let's just keep that in mind so in my opinion jackson muma here is easily one of the best safeties in the state of colorado just being very sound as a cover guy and most definitely be being one of the most surgical hard hitters in the state of colorado so so there you go sorry about the gavin sawchuck slander but he's on a couple too many highlight reels for me to believe him but we'll we'll get to him sometime this year hopefully so <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that backlash when it comes um i know tiktok is gonna be pretty brutal on us but anyways you could clip um, this, Cody. You could clip it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll remember. But anyways, um, anyways, what is your outlook for Jackson Muma heading into Sioux Falls? And where do you think he goes from there? So he's a day one starter, no doubt about that. Even if he has to learn the playbook, I think he has it pretty easily. Is there some I just I can't help but feel like a little unsettled. I feel like there's something that we may not know 
uh if he's going there because he has great connections or like family or whatnot i guess i could kind of understand that a little bit more but i really do think he's an fbs power five type of guy i've seen my share of safeties that have gone power five and went to the nfl most notably for me it was charlie pepra he was one of my older brothers better friends he uh, went on to play safety at a power five and then ended up being the starting safety for the green bay packers helped them win their last super bowl uh the one where they came to dallas and then beat out my steelers so that kind of hurt so i but still Still, though i know what a d1 nfl safety looks like in my opinion i think jackson muma is a d1 nfl kind of safety i see a lot of similarities between him and charlie uh pepra that is so i don't know i just i really do wonder if there's something that we don't know or that the public doesn't know so jackson you're more than welcome to come onto the show but i do think he's someone who could start at pretty much any d2 probably most fcs schools and then he could be someone who could be a two to three year starter at a fbs school at that so yeah so, i yeah. think that jackson is definitely a scholarship guy at the division one level and Easily. uh yeah i'm also curious because i never heard of a i feel like we're, we're throwing a lot of shade at sioux falls but hey if anyone wants to go there you know don't let us stop you but i guess our question is is that you know, Jackson Muma to us is a Division One talent as far as football goes. So to see him commit to a Division Two school that just got out of NAIA in 2011, so about 10 years ago, oh. now, happy 2021. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's puzzling to us. So sure. you know, if if football is not your main focus, like Simon said, or if there's family there, then that all makes sense. But Jackson, I think, is a guy who legitimately, if he if he were to put on some more weight at a Division One program, which I think he could that he could be a professional guy yeah it's it's definitely a question mark but that is our top five safeties of colorado playmakers safety edition class of 2021 and once again it was at number five was aiden kempen out of chatfield high school number four was charlie offerdahl out of dakota ridge high school number three was say oladipo out of eagle crest high school number two is Bo frailer out of pine creek high school and number one jackson muma out of legend high school so you know it we primarily stuck within 4a and 5a for this there's not a lot of safety film if i'm being completely honest out of the state of colorado but you know there's three or four division one guys here in this top five and uh well four division one talent guys here in the top five and two division two players so we wish the best of luck to all five of those guys you know once again find us on twitter instagram facebook tiktok at playmakers corner or playmaker corner uh simon do you have anything before we sign off uh yeah hey all of y'all are invited onto the show this is your official invitation to be honest i know some of y'all don't actually listen to the end and you just listen to your part which is fine because that's probably what i do too but um if you know them and you're listening to this just just let them know (laughs) because we love to have any of them onto the show y'all are a bunch of great ballers out there so so there you go but yeah i don't really have much um also be on the lookout i think we're going to stop by the time we we post this it should be established but just remember mondays are my request episodes they won't be part of the official like 
playmakers corner episodes it'll just be like request part whatever and then wednesdays will be cody's episodes and then uh shout out to mason austin he's gonna be helping us out as well and so you know if you want to throw him a follow you most definitely can and then uh if you dm dm him stuff he could probably put it onto our list as well so just keep that in mind that does it for episode 21 i'm gonna put it here at the end and, and call it episode 21 of the playmakers corner podcast